rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you for joining me this hour. I have some exciting information to share with you. Thank you for listening to season three of Center of the Sun. Do you want to know what that information is? Well, it's for specifically black gay men on Twitter, but I'm getting into these fucked up groups we've sorted, we've self-sorted ourselves into. Uh, personally, I've always been proud and tortured, <laughs> crazy, to be a part or to not be a part, rather, of any sort of like cool groups or whatever. Um, but everything I believe happens for a reason. So thank God. Look here, you don't know it yet but you are a fucking sheep (laughs) or robot or cog in this cog machine whatever the fuck I'm trying to say either way you cut it you are being tricked and Birchbox whatever the fuck movie they just did is whatever they just made is an example a very clear example of how we are being manipulated through our Twitter data but it's season 3 of Center of the Sun Thank you for listening, and I'm sharing with you my take on the top four Twitter personalities. Yes, it's the end of the year, end of 2018, going into 2019 in like one or two days, and personally, uh, I love freak Twitter because I am a freak. Like, deep down, I feel like being a weirdo is my calling, and, you know, personally, I don't have the experiences to back it up. But I plan to um, create a plan for how to be a better whore in 2019. So coming to you, uh, to a theater near you. (laughs) My whole phase is coming, yeah. Anyway, uh, I love Freak Twitter for the lust and what else? The impulse 
the impulsive behavior and the public displays of sex and the fantasies of just being nasty and the fights. I'm not a part, I'm not that deep in black Twitter that I know who is who and who's fighting and why they're fighting, but I eventually figure it out after more people start talking about it. But all in all, I would just like to send a special shout out uh, to freak Twitter. Thank you for an awesome 2018 and if you have any advice for how i can be a better freak in 2019 please let me know because i'm so nervous all the time but when i get in the mood i'm in the mood i'm in there like swimwear but outside of that i'm a nervous wreck i can't even watch strippers what do you do when you look at a stripper i don't know you look away that's what i think but apparently you're not supposed to because being aroused in public is socially acceptable when you're in, in front of a stripper so no one told me that i've only been in front of a stripper once or twice and every time i'm like why am i here because we should be naked in a bed like why are we doing this in public but anyway freak twitter thank you for making me more comfortable with myself and all of these publicly horny black men they just make my heart swell i am my dick swell but i can never be so bold whether well it, it, it it doesn't really matter well, I guess I, I can be that bold, but it's just like I'm bold in other ways. You catch my drift. Anyway, also, I love Freak Twitter because it doesn't matter how I feel or what is going on with my life. I open up Twitter. Freak Twitter is there to make me hump my bed all the time. I'm always like humping my bed because a lot of times I lay on my stomach and you don't realize you're going to be aroused until you're being aroused. And then all of a sudden, and then you're humping your bed. And then anyway... That's neither here nor there. What is your favorite Twitter tribe? Uh, you know, because clearly Freak Twitter is my favorite Twitter tribe that I'm not a part of. What is your favorite Twitter tribe that you're not a part of? Please let me know in the comments. I want to hear your thoughts. Because I told you all last season that I create these shows like over the course of the week in which it was in, it's airing. So over the last seven days, I've been trying to churn out a theme for this week because... I like to, t I want to be relevant because eventually Center of the Sun will be a daily show. That's my hope. I want to be like Oprah um, or I am Oprah or whatever. How do you manifest that shit? You just, you think about what Oprah feels like and you try to feel like that more. Um, but I do, I make these shows. I try to write a meditation or something that I can synthesize my thoughts in because you can imagine like I have like three million thoughts and then like I have to give you one or two on, on this show like how do you get from three million how do you whittle that shit down to an easily digestible and informative and engaging piece of content for an audience that I don't know and have never met because my fucking skill lies in my ability to read you as a human and then respond in an appropriate way like that's my skill but through the internet and through digital mediums it's impossible because language is more than words and nobody knows that because they don't intuit language they only they just wait for some sort of like expression and then they respond and not an expression like oh like this is a dance whatever no because you can talk through any way that we will understand it um people just heavily rely on words and voice and i don't know why because like 
I've known from like the time I was born that language is like 10% uh, or like words or 10% of language or whatever the hell it is. And I always was like, how did you get 10%? But as I grew up, I'm like, oh, because you literally, literally were, it's like, a, it's like, that's the basic form of our language are the words are the letters themselves that's the basic form and then we add oh it's so fun god it's so fun we add meaning and context and layers to like something flat and stupid and we add meaning to it but what that's not the relevant question (laughs) that's not the relevant question what is your favorite twitter twitter tribe And I ask that because I want to hear your thoughts. I want to see how you conceptualize this space that we've created. And the way I've conceptualized this space is I get out my super binoculars. You know, I'm nosy as fuck. I get out my super feelings. Um, I can feel like literally I have to take a beta blocker sometimes because y'all get my heart rate up. And I just people watch. I watch you, I watch your responses, I look through your comments, I look through, you know, I'm a nosy bitch. And not because I want to hurt anybody, it's because I literally don't understand why you're saying the things that you're saying online, and I'm trying to empathize with you. Because that's what empathy is. Empathy is nothing but listening to people and then, like, responding appropriately. Come on, it's not that hard. But... I call that a skill because in my real life, in my real day job, is purely interactions with others. And online, you're so far removed from other people. Like, you have to be, like, I sit in people's face and talk to them in their eyes, touching them every day. Like, literally, I sit there and I just talk about their life and their feelings. And and I see how it changes over time. And there's, like, all this stuff. There's all this stuff that we, all this context that we miss from social media because it's just like, it's a flash and a pan, bam, wham, bam, thank you, tur, gender neutral, what? So, Twitter reminds me, so when I think of like this digital space, it's like, imagine yourself as a kid sitting on your mama's porch on a one-way street, like me. Watching dumbasses just drive just drive down the one-way street the wrong way. And for my entire life, I primarily lived on one-way streets, and they're dangerous as fuck. Like, my, like we would walk across the street and be like, it's a one-way street. Like, you don't have to look both ways. Like, duh. My uncle would be like, uh, yeah, you do. You actually have to be more cautious on a one-way street because <laughs> people just assume that they're always right. And I can't wait. And, like, as a, as a kid, I, I couldn't wait. Um... Just like shout at somebody. I'll be watching for somebody to uh, drive down the wrong side because it's like you're not paying attention. You're missing whole ass signs that say don't enter. Uh, you're obviously doing something you're not supposed to. Basically, as a child and as an adult, I'm the same person in which I analyze and deconstruct and then try to reconstruct every fucking thing. Thank God for that gift and a curse. But the way my brain is set up is like a supercomputer right so the ability to travel backwards and forwards in time i think is possible because i feel like i experienced that when i recall memories just like i did when i told you about this one-way street that i grew up on but the point of it is 
if you give your brain a puzzle, it'll eventually figure it out. I didn't know that people watching was literally me just wanting to f connect with another human being or like seeing their I'm seeing the expression that I'm seeing them express what in whatever way they're expressing themselves through this stupid car but I'm looking at them I'm feeling something I'm having a response and I'm trying to figure out what are they thinking what are they doing in that car and that's what I feel like Twitter is is me sitting on a porch just people watching just and it's just like and I don't know these people from Adam's Tomcat I never met you, never will, never desire to. You're not even that cute. Actually, if I look at you a little too long, you become less and less attractive. You know, it's just like all these things. I'm like, oh. So, if I give myself a problem, it'll I will eventually figure it out. And it's hard to talk about. I guess I wrote a good tweet today because I keep... Yeah, I'm like, if yeah, don't compare gay people. Sorry, don't compare gay people to pedophiles. Like, first of all, pedophilia is not a sexuality. Ugh, first of all, can you please learn about sexuality? Because abusing children is like, literally, you're just a child abuser and a pedophile with a sexual, with a human, with myriad human emotions, but you're also still a pedophile. Like, that's separate and exclusive from... Yeah, I don't know. Straight people, I pray for you every day. Jesus, help them. But, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I'm just going to lay it. Oh, my God. When you say, Jesus, take the wheel, that's what that means. Like, if you give your brain a puzzle that it cannot figure out, you sometimes you just have to give it to a higher being. Uh, my higher being is Jesus. Your higher being might be, like, I don't know, Jehovah or... What are the Hindu people? I don't know. Like, your higher beings are different people. So, yeah, I give mine to God or Jesus. Well, my God is Jesus. And he figures it out for me or helps me figure it out myself. But anyway, people watching. What, what, what the fuck am I talking about? People watching. And specifically, men on Twitter who identify as black and gay, y'all are puzzling as fuck. So... In response, in true Twitter fashion, I want to boil you down into as least the, the least amount of characters as possible. So here are the four types, the four personality types. I steal my timeline at any given point of my day on Twitter. First off, let's start with the Twitter elite. Oh my gosh. So the Twitter elite are the users who are the most elusive. What does elusive mean? Because I'm not entirely sure. Define elusive. I think it's like self-explanatory as I don't know what it means. <laughs> Deceptive, illusory. illusory. So, I wouldn't say elusive um, in a deceptive... Well, yeah, I would say elusive because what we're not understanding is the degree to which we are being manipulated by our Twitter personality and the Twitter elite understand how to engage with us and also engage with us on a consistent basis but it's normally just because they have like a large staff or marketing budget 
So they say these like overarching, you know, they say these things and they seemingly respond and want you to respond to them, but it's only for this like deceptive like marketing purpose. And it's not because they actually know any, you know, so the Twitter elite, just like any elite, whatever, 1%, whatever, um, intention is different. So the intention of their presence is different. Therefore, because they can you can be easily deceived so you know that's what i that's just from the top level i just see like and that's what i talk about the twitter elite i'm like who are y'all and then the twitter elite they say the dumbest shit that's the thing it's like they have these tried and true zingers that they use but like when my analytical ass comes around i'm like wait no i don't make no sense like that makes zero sense like for instance there was somebody and they make this generic as like i can identify the twitter elite like nobody's business the twitter elite they make these like overarching things like oh my god like someone who has lacked diversity or adversity in their life and they lack pain and they lack discomfort and da 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 and here's the result and this is what happens when people like this skirt skirt wait so your dumbass thinks that people deserve pain and that when they lack it, it's a deficit. This is the kind of shit that I'm like, y'all not Twitter elite, y'all Twitter stupid. And also you're not thinking about what you say because you're just saying things that you think are mainstream enough to get in a response out of us. So you say things like, you should lack diversity. Okay, well, the implication of lacking diversity is that diversity is preferred. A lack means you wanted it or needed it at some point. You don't need pain unless you actually believe that. Why is that your message? (laughs) I personally believe that I actually should have never gone through any sort of discomfort I don't deserve discomfort. Nobody deserves discomfort. It's just the reality of our fucking world. And because you went through a series of traumatic experiences and discomforts, you feel that other people should follow suit. No, no, no. You are elusive. I can't take it. Why would you? Why are you promoting pain? Like, oh, Twitter elite, you promote pain, basically. Bam, that's it. Number two. Top four Twitter personality of 2018 is the medium ugly. Hashtag medium ugly. Okay. Oh, yeah. So if you fall into Twitter elite, hashtag Twitter elite, bam. Number two, if you fast, if you fall into hashtag medium ugly, please respond to it. Hashtag medium ugly. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Woo. Coffin. <coughs> Let me get it out because I'm excited. Sorry, I just coughed until into all into the mic, but I tried to turn my head. And it doesn't matter because the microphone, if you turn, even if you turn your head, it sounds like a full cough into the mic. So it don't matter what you do. I learned that from Crystal. Because she tries to laugh and like cough in the background, it doesn't work. But anyway, <laughs> who are the hashtag medium ugly of Twitter? Well, the hashtag medium ugly, I chose medium ugly as a term because they created it. They're the kind of people that call people ugly on Twitter <laughs> or in public, period. And but they also drive the Twitter trends. So I would say freak Twitter lives under medium ugly, hashtag medium ugly. Um 
not that freak twitter lives under in this tribe but their popularity is perpetuated by this tribe and they make sure that we can't look at twitter in public so hashtag medium ugly you drive trends because you're the people that are constantly um responding to things and responding to like the superficial things though so our comedians you know our people that are comedians out here making these golden tweets platinum tweets uh the self-deprecating comedians um who talk about how ugly they are all the time and like um okay no one cares or that they can't get girls or whatever it is like uh, you lack joy basically but not because of anything wrong with you it's just you just lack joy and then so this is how you express yourself um but you don't express yourself through the creation of new joy you just perpetuate the same shit that's already out there so you just or you're just a consumer it's fine there's nothing wrong with it and it's looking like you know media because i called it medium ugly it's like it's just a it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> If you will, because medium ugly is a term created by this group of people because they call people ugly or they call people medium ugly or they give levels to like the dumbest shit. (laughs) They basically, basically, this group fundamentally believes that physical attraction is the art. So, you know, as a result, they call people medium ugly or they call people just flat out ugly or they call, you know, they are the the, the bullies. They can be the, the bullies, but on a positive note, they also are the people that drive Twitter and they drive the joy <laughs> that already exists on Twitter. But because they lack joy in their own, possibly in their own life, that they it's hard to create new joy if it doesn't already like flow out of you. Um, Because not everybody has the ability to be joyful like my dumbass. But this, but the main thing about this, just like the Twitter elite, the main thing about the Twitter elite is that they probably have a staff behind them, or some sort of marketing budget, or corporation, or some other like elusive organization trying to manipulate us and get our dollars. Those under medium ugly, they believe that that physical attraction is art. Like your set, like a selfie is art. Like it's just a selfie. And what I've seen and why I think that this is a huge problem is because it leads to insecurity, which leads to projecting. So like, even though you feel insecure about yourself, you won't say it outright about yourself, but you'll you'll identify that into some in someone else, or you'll identify it in someone else when it's not true about them, but it's true about you. <laughs> That's what projection is. And this lack of or this um, belief in physical traction as pure art um, creates this. What I've observed on Twitter is people are people lashing out at innocent bystanders because you think of your position as a pretty person gives you some sort of like value over someone else 
you start lashing out at bystanders because you know that, that that's not true. Your soul knows that that's not true. You know that you were literally just lucky by your, you know, like literally, and you better count your fucking blessings because that shit fades over time too. So, lashing out at innocent bystanders, I identify that as just straight up depression. Um, you just are unhappy across the board and you don't even see, you can't even see the humanity in an innocent bystander long enough to not be mean to them like what 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 and you know i like to understand people so i see it less as a deficit and more as like just the seeking of validation by you hurt people hurt people that's it it's just the rule of life i do it all the time and i actually have to limit myself from being an internet troll (laughs) Because sometimes I'm just mad and I just want to be angry and I just like fussing because I because my mom is black, so I mean it's just like oh, it's just, my culture is a fussing culture, um, just being mad and not mad but just being fussy and just grouchy. But it creates these groups like hashtag medium ugly, hashtag top four, hashtag the king of rap or the R and B whatever the fuck they're fighting over today. It's just this, this this obsession with superlatives, and superlatives are like the funniest or the most likely to succeed. Like these superlatives that we should not be falling under. It's like high school all over again, or college, all of it. It's like a, it's like life all over. Just it's just like life, just patterns of life happening over and over a fucking again. There aren't superlatives. No one is better than anyone else. And you know what? Everybody deserves motherfucking joy. So. There you are. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. If you are medium ugly, please comment below. Hashtag medium ugly. Number three, hashtag standard bearer. Doesn't that just sound wholesome as fuck? Well, that's also an elusive term because I'm a music producer, so... When I think of a standard bearer, I think of like a compressor, you know, something like, like, you know, so we're just going to put some compression on our mix, you know, like limit the highs, just make sure we don't go too low. Um, Our standard bearers on Twitter are the people that like control the conversation to make sure that we're not being too mean. Which isn't necessary because they come and they like, hey, hold on, this is how the world works. This is what the world, this is reality, don't forget. So sometimes reality is good to be reminded of. Also, they make sure that we're not being too nice by making sure that we understand why the fuck Twitter exists and it's not because we're being nice to each other. (laughs) It's because we're being real people on the internet. Like, that's what it is. So basically, they're the police officers of Twitter. Our hashtag standard bearers are the people that are like the right hand of the leader like they're jesus right hand or they're the clout chase they're the clout chasers let's say let's say like that they're the clout chasers basically the standard bearers are the clout chasers or the tweet stealers um just because they just want to fit in they want the barrier they want the the they want the standard to be the reality of our work of our experience on twitter so but they but everyone wants to fit in which is not odd. Everyone wants to fit in. Everyone wants to feel loved. Everyone wants to feel liked. But everyone also wants to feel valued in their humanity as well. So, as a result, our standard bearers are just our resident contrarians, our resident devil's advocates. 
You know, like people are like, but like, my, 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 my. like, nah, you going all deep in some weeds that are not relevant. And if you allow us, if we had more than 280 characters, we could explain it to you. But this ain't a fucking essay. So we need you to like do some homework and like pre plan your experience on Twitter because we don't have time to unpack all of your antiquated ideas, even though we perpetuate them on a daily basis, but we also don't want to continue. We want to chip them away a little. We can't just change the world like that. So we got to adhere to something. We have to adhere to somebody's rules at some point, but we also can dismantle them at the same time. So these resident contrarians and these resident devil's advocates and these anti-creators a lot of times feel justified in devaluing the humanity of like any marginalized person who has anything to say about their fucked up worldview. Also, our hashtag standard bearers are low-key and high-key obsessed with rape culture. I don't know why. And violence against women. Like, I don't know why. Hashtag standard bearers refuse to understand anything outside of their fucked up life. Fundamental Christians. Like, I'm giving you two spectrums. Fundamental Christians. I don't know why you have to share your views when we've already accepted Christianity as mainstream. Like, why you keep fucking with us and making us, like, look at the Bible and, like, don't try to devalue my teach my upbringing and the way I've learned the Bible because it's just as fundamental as you but I don't I didn't stay there in that space I continued learning about why I was taught that and then it opened up it just opens up more thoughts like the more you think the more you'll think so atheists on the same fucking universe on the same spectrum always declaring that somebody or somebody's God isn't real or not true or that our feelings are not valid like how the fuck who gave you the audacity to even have an opinion if you don't believe in God then take your non-believing ass somewhere else just like just like you leave us alone we'll leave you alone anyway these deeply religious deeply fundamental people largely straight people who've never had to work a day in their life these people so our standard bearers they are blessed and highly favored because they largely get to live in a world where their privilege is or they are given privilege so they don't even have to worry about the effects of their actions or the effects of their fucked up worldviews or why their worldviews are fucked up in the first place so that's a weird like awkward smile I'm like giving you an awkward smile wink nod thing with my tongue out <laughs> um, because I'm like oh thanks for coming you're so fun yeah thanks for killing the party but our you know these are the people that you know in it, with every society any reality we need levels to it basically and not that any level is better than the other we need layers not levels layers how about those apples how about that onion though okay hashtag standard bearer fourth fourth group and it's the best group because i'm in this group um and of course these are just arbitrary groups but this is what i feel like it's true like this is my reality then the mansion anyway hashtag empath hashtag empathy hashtag empath basically we are the hippies we are the people 
that are just here for the human connection because we probably lack it in our daily life. Um, hashtag, imp- imp- hashtag empaths value spaces of art and wisdom sharing more than spaces of vanity and and like just regular cultural sharing so like i want to see music and like original paintings as opposed to some people only want to see what happened on love and hip-hop last night and who has the best abs like i also want to know those things but i do not but when i approach a space that's not the first thing i seek basically anyway I want to. I'm seeking out feelings. I'm seeking out good feelings. Sometimes good feelings are in the form of, of, a, of a selfie, or looking at someone's beautiful face, or perceiving someone as beautiful when they don't perceive themselves as such. Like sometimes that is just as fulfilling as seeing a weird piece of art. But when I think of my state of being on the internet, I think of art and I think of wisdom and information sharing more than I think of selfies because selfies, I think. The words will be more permanent than the images will be, um, just because I think words are just smaller bits of information, just purely, you know, when they, when it comes down to it, what can like get from what, what, okay, so when it boils down to it, what can get from point A to point B the fastest, it's just uh, the smallest bit of information is like a fucking dot, and a few dots is a word, but like you need like a million dots for a picture, like come on, so... I just value, that's what I think the internet should be, pictures included, but like not only. I think our words are more impactful because we can fit more words, we can fit more, we can put more meaning in the dots of words than the dot of like a picture, the dot matrix of a picture. Anyway, do you know anything about printers? (laughs) Well, clearly I'm a nerd because I know how printers work. But anyway, I like to value art and wisdom over vanity. On another note, hashtag empaths are most likely naturally just attractive and smart. So being an empath is easy because that's just how I'm I was born. Like unfortunately, not everybody was born with these facial bones and this skin tone and this vocal cords and these eyelashes. You know, like not everybody has the same setup as me. Thank you, Lord, for it, because I don't have to do anything special. But a lot of people, they don't get the space to be an empath because they have never gotten the space because of their outward appearance. And literally, I believe social media or hashtag empaths believe that social media is a space or hashtag empaths believe social media is more of like a social space because they've been given that in their development as humans, um, that space to express their emotions in their daily lives without repercussion and like, um, being able in like, they were a lot of people like me were given the opportunity to be me, if that makes any sense. So when people are intentionally vapid or just plain stupid, I'm surprised. Like we're surprised every time we're like, how do you get here? The world is ending because no one understands and no one cares. But we're often labeled as like sensitive Twitter just because we just want to be understood. This is like, wait, so because we've probably been sheltered and are, and are literally naive, 
when we interact with people of differing backgrounds or differing opinions, we have a like a weird, we don't understand it because we have never been able to. It's never been in our reality to do so. So hashtag empaths may do stuff like respond and compose tweets without even reading them or proofreading them or like checking our facts or reading the actual article past the headline. Um, it's very, it's very funny how we interact with people on Twitter. Uh, Specifically me because I'm just like I just want to talk Like I literally just want to talk Like I would be fine if Nobody Said anything you know if they Literally just said their feelings like If they didn't say anything relevant about me or whatever I just want to talk and that's what People I think hashtag empaths are Like on Twitter because Literally our purpose is literally to talk And just to be like Hey how are you doing I'm great how are you And you know those people who like say hey how you doing I'm doing good good how are you doing you know and the people that like stay to say and state how they're doing that's the kind of person that I am I want to listen to the dumbass that actually says how they're doing and I read your tweets and I'm like oh my god and I read your tweets because that those are your feelings <laughs> and you didn't say that you wouldn't have said it if it wasn't important and maybe it's not important past that moment but like in that moment it was important enough for you to say it so i want to understand why you said it hashtag empath that's it and so i found myself with the empaths you know the feeling people the people with all the feelings that are just constantly being reactionary to stuff and not reactionary in the sense that we want people to be less um, expressive like the standard bears they want you to be less expressive they want everything to be just as it always was stop being yourself but laugh 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 I'm cool too don't you see you know like there's a difference and I found myself with the empaths or I found myself identifying with the empaths literally because someone was like can we leave sensitive twitter in 2019 uh no actually what we're going to do is we're going to drum up sensitive twitter even more and we're going to be more sensitive and we're going to respond even more how about those apples how about that onion bitch because i like being me i like feeling my emotions i like talking about my dreams real or at, while i'm sleeping <laughs> I like understanding how I relate to everyone and everyone else. Yes, I mainly thirst follow porn stars. Hey, Daddy Cream. <laughs> Why is Daddy Cream my favorite porn star? I don't know. It's just something about him. It's just like he just like is just like chilling. I don't even know if he likes his job. Honestly, he don't even look like he likes it. He just likes chilling out. So this is this is the path he's taken. But I mainly follow pages like Daddy Cream because there's something, it's not anything about his sex or sexuality. It's just something about him that I like and I can't figure it out. And if I look too long, I probably will find more reasons to not like him than I do like him. But from afar, you know, I mainly thirst follow porn stars. I thirst follow freak pages and the scammers who figured out how to be better than me and lie better than me and <laughs> stunt better than me. But tell me why, and I paused for a second because I almost didn't say this, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and say it because fuck it, it's 2019. So on the same vein 
of like following like daddy cream is not because so okay let me explain let me explain to you why i follow porn stars on twitter i follow porn stars i follow freak pages i like stuff i'm not afraid to express my sexuality on twitter because everyone else is doing it like insufferably but it's fine but tell me why like secretly I, like, want to be, like, gang-banged in Chicago by, like, a group of, like, five handsome black guys. You don't have to be dark-skinned, you know, just whatever, just not, just be black, please. And, um, well, listen up. So, I want to tell you, (laughs) I want to tell you why, but I don't want you to judge me as, like, being a dirty whore. So... But, you know, it's about to be 2019. Deepest desires all 2019. So I can move on and move up. Like, so I can ascend as a human. If I can get all all the lower vibration out of my system, I think I can start ascending or growing up. That's what they call growing up. You, like, move past your old ways and you come into new ways. When I was a child, spoke as a child. Yeah. So here it is. Every day, I wake up in a body that only craves dick morning noon night it's exhausting mainly because the series of emotions that i want to experience is not relevant to anyone or anybody in this region because they do not have the experiences that i have they do not experience reality in a sexual attraction in a way that i experience it and or they just don't wish to have that same experience as me so it never dawns on them and whatever but i'm tired of this reality because i want to let my freak flag fly as four bird pussies as high as four bird pussies learn that from a crackhead i want to let my freak flag fly as high as four bird pussies so let me tell you so let me tell you okay you can tell when a bottom is getting dug out right I'm glad you asked. I'm glad I asked because they make certain sounds that can only be achieved when like the dick is too big or too many or whatever. And bottoms know when there's nothing else to do, give it to God or scream. You know, like once you are done screaming, you've screamed enough, you've ran enough, you know, you've shifted your asshole enough, all you could. That man is still back there getting his life. And you don't want to, you know, you're like, okay, this is discomfort, but it's not painful. I asked for this. I know from, from past experiences that if I let go, maybe it'll stop being discomforting. And sometimes when you're in that moment, you're like, what do I do? Do I tell him to stop or do I keep going? You have to make a decision because if you tell him to stop, he could keep going. <laughs> Which is called rape, and we're not going to laugh about that. But um, if you tell him to stop, he could keep, keep could <sighs> he could keep going. If you don't tell him to stop, you don't know what the future holds. So, so why am I why am I saying this? Because when bottoms know when when bottoms know that there's nothing else to do. You curl, you just like curl your toes or you, you grab the sheet or you try to grab for something. You try to release your energy in some other way, but you just can't. <laughs> you just can't. And 
when this happens, the horn me, like when I watch a porn, like this is why I follow pornos and stuff. Cause when I, cause it's, it's far and few between. It's very rare to see a genuine reaction like this, but if you can find it, it's like instantly like everything that I ever wanted in a porno. But you see the bottom starts to curl their toes, start clenching the sheet. They start making noises that you can only recreate when you're in the moment. And I know this for a fact because I lie a lot in sex, but, and not because I like am faking or whatever. It's just because like in order for men to feel valued, you have to moan a little bit or like do a little bit extra just to like make them feel like the man. And I want my man to feel like the man because he's making me feel like the man by giving me the business. Um, I want to give, you know, the same thing. So, and it's not inauthentic. It's just like, I could also be silent and it would be, and I would have the same experience. That's what I think. Like when I say fake, like, it's not like, I don't have to, I'm not compelled. It's because I choose to act a certain way. Anyway, anyway, the whore in me knows when bliss occurs in a porn. And my favorite pornos have been when the bottom's behavior is controlled but expressive. And it's nuance, you know? And then I can't stop fantasizing about the interactions between the men before and after the film or lack there, you know, like lack thereof or interaction or a lack of interaction thereof. I start asking myself, like, are they friends? Like, how do they come to this point? Because strangers don't act like this for a quick dollar. And if they do, woo Chile. Wow, that was very expressive and very impressive. Um, Are they partners? Because sometimes, you know, passion... This is the kind of partner I'm trying to have. Can I have a partner who is just as, like, weird and freaky as me and that wants to, like, be themselves? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's cute. Like, freaky partners that, like, swingers and shit. But I know that, like, when I look at freak Twitter, my eyeballs are interpreting an, an image. But I can't come until I close my eyes <laughs> And use my own imagination. In my dimension, I create like an entire universe. And it's dark. It's like a shimmer. It's like a shimmer that I can only describe. I can't describe because it's a darkness, but it's not dark. It's darkness because it it's lacks UV light. But it's not dark. It's dark to us because we only see UV light most of the time, all the time. So when we lack that, we call it dark. So my dimension is relatively dark. And when my eyeballs interpret certain images, I create a dimension, a universe, or just like a narrative and a setting and a scene and all of that. And new information is combined with the old information, the old ho data that's already existing in my brain, the memories, if you will, my spank bank. I <laughs> I don't know why I had to enunciate the K so much, spank bank, but that's what makes my dick hard. It's the layers, it's the nuance, it's the onion, you know? The layers behind that thing that I'm looking at. And we're not conscious of it because our brains move so fast that we just, it's just like one experience, but it's like an infinite number of experiences packed into one moment is kind of how I conceptualize it. 
And that's what I think about layers. It's all the different possible things we think about. When looking at one image, we think of like a million infinite things. We don't even realize it because our brain just pairs it down so quickly and figures out why are we looking at this? And we say, oh, because, because, you know, but we've already, we've literally considered a million and one different reasons why that we had that reaction. And then our brain gives us the most logical one because we're fucking whatever. But the memories and the layers that are created from me looking at that image. Well, okay. Tell me in the comments whether or not you intuit layers of of existence. Because it's hard to articulate. And I'm trying to articulate it. But sometimes, because like sometimes it's the actual person. Like it's the person getting their yammies pounded. But most times it's not even that. It's not even that. And I could look at anybody get fucked, whatever. It's fine. And not even have a reaction. But sometimes... It's the condition of the boy pussy afterwards, or is the energy between them at the beginning before they even got there? Because I could, because I intuited all the possible futures and like the intensity of it. Because a destroyed boy pussy is nothing but like an intense amount of sex. I don't care. I'm not aroused by the actual genitals, and you know, it's the intensity and the energy that created it in the first place and then my nasty brain creates all of the details <laughs> in between the beginning and the end here's the kicker i can intuitively in addition to like create the space i can intuitively place myself there like in whatever scene or setting i choose i like close my eyes I create the scene and then I teleport to a land of freaky horny men who never wear condoms, basically. Every time that's porn for me. That's literally sexual arousal. And that's why I like have to choose not to have sex because like if I give myself more data to just think about all the time, I feel all the feelings, smell all the smells, hear all the sounds, touch all the surfaces, so on and so forth. I know it's real. And then I bust. You know? Okay, here's another example that no one ever addresses that might be easier to understand. I see men on Twitter, Freak Twitter. So we're just Freak Twitter. Today's about Freak Twitter. Hashtag Freak Twitter. Shout out to you. Thank you for 2018 that I will never forget. Um, But... (laughs) But anyway... Like a man... Like, okay, on Freak Twitter, like, men always pull out their dicks and be like, oh, come over and show daddy who's boss. You know, come look at my, look at this picture of my musty genitals and show me who's boss. And there's always mixed reactions. Oh, musty balls, oh, musty dick. Like, I don't know why anybody would ever want that, da-da-da. And I swear, like, this is when, this is when, okay, this is exactly when, uh, what are my groups called? Oh my god, I forgot what they're called. Oh, medium ugly. Okay, no, no, no. Standard bears. So media. So the hashtag medium ugly. They're the ones that are sharing this picture. They're the ones that are having a reaction, and they are. They don't even know what they're doing. They're just creating reactions and just reacting, 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 and being ridiculous, and probably being mean, and probably like not caring about anybody's feelings. Da da da. But they're driving. They're making Twitter what Twitter is. And they drive the narrative. And then my, 
you know, my dumb ass, the hashtag empaths come in and they're like, but wait, you know, oh, cause so we have our other people that are responding and they're like, well, I love musty dicks. I love musty balls. Like I run home to my musty dick and ball, you know, like, ah, da, da, da. and then everyone's, and then they start arguing and they talk about how nasty they are and how gross they are. It's just like uh, medium ugly against medium ugly or um, not medium ugly. Damn it. Standard bearer against standard bearer. Or standard bearer against medium ugly. I don't know, but it's two opposing groups against, you know, one against another. And then our, and then my dumbass comes in and I'm like, but I digress. Why are we ignoring our tangible communication, our, no, our tangible connection with other humans? Like, y'all don't realize that deodorant is a new invention <laughs> in human history and that pheromones, our ability to like release smells off of our body and, specifically hormones that are received by another party and then that's how we choose our sexual partners like what do you mean what do you mean this is nasty there's nothing good or bad you know like so that's that's my role and nonetheless my reaction is always favorable when i see a picture of long pubic hairs with a descriptive caption about musty balls like i always gonna be like hell yeah and then it got me thinking why do i think that why do I bookmark these tweets instead of like them so that everybody can, you know, not see my deepest, darkest desires about musty balls? Is it because I just like smelling a man? No. <laughs> Actually, I'm embarrassed to like them in public because y'all are probably going to talk about me in your group chat anyway. And in, and in actuality, I'm like everyone else. I'll probably gag because it's, you know, at the end of the day, it is a toxic soup of bacteria and bodily excretions but my imagination though so my imagination could supersede all of my biology all of my biological red flags are turned off because i begin constructing a timeline of hyper masculinity and the hyper masculine things that he did or he just got done doing to get to that point of being so dirty. First things first, if a man says on the internet, internet says something like that on the internet about his musty, whatever, he is horny beyond belief, period, because he can't talk about anything other than sex at this point. He don't care what anyone says. And then he's just literally throwing out a fishnet and getting a response. And the first person that responds is probably the per person that he'll have sex with or exchange nudes with or whatever it is. And it's probably, you know, to be honest, that person just a highly sexual person in the first place. And that it was always on their mind to begin with. But also, in my mind, I'm imagining all the things that he could have done that required him to exert that much intense physical effort. To the point that now he's tired <laughs> and begging for sex on the internet. Sports, manual labor, any of them, all turn-ons, I'll take it. You, you want to be a man's man? Go out and be a man's man. I'll make sure that you do not feel bad about it when you come back home. Yeah, imagine myself. I'm just imagining myself, like, greeting a husband at the long end of a long day, even though I'm going to be the pants anyway. But at this point, I'm either so in love or so horny that I don't care either. Either state of being are, is bliss, and I would like to achieve either state of being. Freak Twitter or wholesome Twitter, whichever one comes first. Either either one, musty balls would not be 
a deal breaker in either situation. So I'm trying to be either one. I'm like, I'm cool. Like, whatever the situation is, if the result is musty balls, I'll take it. What are your thoughts? Tell me what you think. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. In the words of Ariana Grande, thank you, thanks, or thank you, yes, or whatever the hell, you know, I want... Ooh, I can just sit here all day and scroll through Twitter, but... You know, and then Siri's dumbass over here trying to make sure I know that I just spent seven hours on your... I know. Thanks, honey. My hand hurts. And at this rate, I know how much work I put into Twitter because it's equal to the amount of work I put into my job. Of course I know. (laughs) Anyway. So what's the best thing about social media, specifically Twitter? You ask. Oh, yeah. We're not done. We're... what. What, what, you thought season three was going to be shorter? No, bitch. We're refining our message. Oprah never had a new message. She only refined the same one. Beyonce never created a new message. She only refined the same one. Tyler Perry keeps getting contracts because he does not create new messages. He only refines and regurgitates the same fucking ones, even though I don't agree with him. Anyway, what's the best thing about social media? Huh? Well, specifically Twitter, the best thing about Twitter is that she is alive. Yes, she. She is a creature that we continue to give life. We feed it. We nurture it. We talk to it real nice and pretty. We marvel at her splendor every day. She's largely untouched by outside forces like robot robot attempts to control our attention through an algorithm. That's why Facebook is like constantly being called to speak to the fucking Congress because they crafted a way literally to get people to come back to their site and it's backfired because in reality it was, it was a manipulation and deception and the perps got caught and they're dumb and that's what they get because they're going to hell where Facebook saw lack, Twitter saw opportunity and it's a perfect ex- example because if you leave a space empty enough for long enough, it will be filled with something. And technology is the product. So any website, any app you use, you're not using it because of the people or like what you can buy on it. It's literally you're using the technology itself, the word, the code that created the app is the product. And that everything that happens afterward is just literally like the result or the cherry on top. But our happiness is not a concern. They're not spreading happiness and they're not spreading love. Literally, these sites' main prof- purpose is to profit. And this usually comes in the form of attention. The more attention you garner, the more people you are likely to buy something. Or the more likely people are to buy something from you. And Twitter is no different. But Twitter does one thing very well. Twitter gives users the ability to scroll continuously and receive live breaking information and other juicy bits of information within as it happens. And then it goes away and you never, you literally don't see it again unless more people like it and they create 
um, a way for it to be perpetuated. And Twitter, as a result, has created a nice little lane for itself. As these other networks have adapted and pivoted to advertisers and stuff, Twitter has pivoted and done all that stuff. And their leadership is trash sometimes, but the product itself is solid. The technology, the code, the reason we're here is solid. And it, to be perfectly honest, it's fun. And they let us see porn, so we'll take it. Basically, Twitter is a testament in how you shape your own life. Or, like, create an entirely new one, because that's what Twitter is. is a, a newer novel technology. How did a bunch of random, probably, like, little skinny white boys, a bunch of skinny little white boys who never... Who had an interesting and just normal life um how do they create this larger beast um and then that we've projected our own layers and our own context onto the website has definitely changed but in ways that we did not um that i see as more promoting and growing the network not just a pivot you know they're not reacting they're constantly and twitter just kind of makes decisions and we don't understand them and then 10 years later we're like but you still exist so i guess you're right so it's fine when other social networks don't exist they only go for whatever flash in the pan and never really grow and now donald trump is a large user of twitter you know like there are people that keep twitter alive just by because they don't know how to use anything else, which is completely fine. But that's the reality of the... That's reality, basically. Okay. Okay. Now, speaking to the economic health of the network, that, you know, that would be an assumption at best. But in terms of the life that I've gotten from this network, the looking, the scrolling, the interacting, the responding, I don't know if I would get that anywhere else and then i get my life and then i even create more i create subculture within twitter by observing people and then creating my own uh categories and i did call it self-sorted but i sorted you all by myself and kind of dragged you a little bit um, because that's the nature of Twitter and we motivate and perpetuate all images, all messages rather. So here's something stupid <laughs> that you've never realized. Okay. Buckle it, buckle up, buck. Is it on? Is it tight? Okay. The words that are on Twitter, the words that we write on Twitter, read on Twitter, speak, dream, they come out of our brain, period. No one acknowledges the complex process that it took to get you to this moment. Even if you never did well in school or ever went to school or stopped school at a certain, you know, on some non-mainstream way of going to school or you were born and raised, you were born and raised in the rural area, blah, 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 doesn't matter. Your purpose as a human being is to be born, to speak, and most likely to do something with your hands like write. Or the first thing you do with your hands is play, and then you write. You know, you're supposed to use your hands. You're supposed to use your voice. You're supposed to use your brain. You're supposed to use your hands or your body. Then 
you're told to let your light shine across the world in the form of an expression like kids singing and choirs and stuff like that's not small stuff we're teaching children how to be a human look an expression created twitter someone woke up one day and put a bunch of codes together that made a computer do something specific like create a website the creators of that website were able to organize their thoughts in such a way that it got other people to give them money to keep building that website when i talk about energy and manifestation this is what i'm talking about without your initial thoughts no one can respond to you as customers of twitter we responded to twitter and those investors with an expression by simply using their technology. We log in, we give them a username, we give them words to identify us. These are all expressions. You start this process all over again. Then you start waking up, putting words together, telling this computer to do something specific. And then you're able to organize your thoughts in such a way that other people give you attention. Maybe not money, and they might give you money, shit. I'm figuring out a way to do that too. But, you start the process all over again when you think of ways to get expressions from other people who also use the technology. So you use more expressions to get more responses. Eventually, those people follow your work. They seek out your expressions. They get into the habit of responding. You hear? You are? You know where I'm going with this? Those responses, seemingly arbitrary at the moment, ruminate within the receiver's mind. When you see something online, you don't forget it. You feel like it's like not real because it's a digital space and then you have other tangible other things to do, but there's levels to life, bitch. And it gets jumbled up in the mess of thoughts and words that someone or that you experienced all day. That's why you have like a dream about it. You know, you have dreams about stuff because all that jumbled up mess is trying to be synthesized by your brain. Because if you give your brain a problem, if you give it data, it will try to organize it. Then it's like a wildfire. It just keeps happening. And it's been happening since the first human. It's just like this. And this is the consciousness. This is the energy that we're talking about. It's not, and it's like we want it when we say energy, we want to be able to spread out our hand and grab it and pull it back into us and get hurt by it or feel it or see it or something. No, you like it's like everything, everything is energy. So when you think of consciousness, when you think of your consciousness, you're throwing energetic information into a web. And our thoughts are tangible. And they're tangible in a, in a way that when we combine them with matter, with hard stuff, we create something out of nothing. So, on Twitter, we've been able to create something out of nothing, and we love it. And one day it won't exist anymore, but that's how life works. So today, what are you creating? Let me know in the comments. Also, you can email me at host at centersun21.com. Peace out.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make the brave decision to venture within, you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence, conviction, and a purpose. For only $1, you can become a Center of the Sun Plus Gold member and get closer to that purpose. No matter how difficult the process may be, remember it's your resilience and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go. 